Hello. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is episode 21 of Robots on Typewriters. You know, yeah. like every sixth episode, I really get a strong urge to say Sturgis Bodmore in there. Oh, man. It's, that's... It comes and goes. Maybe it's, because... It's like <laughs> the karma chameleon or whatever. <laughs> it might be because we were just talking about Sturgis Podmore right before we started recording, but... Nonetheless, we yeah. do love this podcast, and we're not just constantly reminiscing about our old podcast. <laughs> Slightly a lie. It's it's but... <laughs> weird because if we wanted to, we could just go back and make the old one. Like it's not like we got like a cease and desist. <laughs> There's no reason we can't make Sturgis Podmore. <laughs> I think we're just too but proud. Yeah, no, we don't mourn its death. We celebrate its life. Why am I still talking about the other <laughs> podcast right now? We have a podcast called Robots on Typewriters. That we're doing that we right are currently now. recording. <laughs> and, and you're listening to. You are listening to Disney Channel. <laughs> Did you also draw cool. the, the logo? No, I'm holding a teacup full of tea, not just empty. All right. This is super good content. Uh, what, what's this, this show This is about? episode 21 <laughs> of Robots on Typewriters. This is a show about... I have a new way of describing the show now. This is about computational creativity. Whoa. That is stuff made by computers that if a human made it, you would call it creative. And I would say the two of us, even though a computer makes a lot of this stuff, we still would call it creative. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought when you started to say it's stuff that blank, I thought you were saying this is a show where we do computational creativity and it is stunning. <laughs> it is stunning. <laughs> Stuns me every week. No, yeah, so we we feature, we highlight some uh, computational creativity from around the web, some cool algorithms and programs and generative stuff, and then we make some of our own each week. Yeah, that's a super nifty new description. Yeah, I was just reading about that very term because I'm going to take a class about it. Nice. This is all feeding into the narrative that I'm just getting a PhD to get better at making <laughs> this podcast. Devoting four years to honing this podcast. Well, so I almost said somebody's got to do, do it again. That's I meant it, but I realized I'd already said it. All right. <laughs> well, um, we've got a couple of segments that we do on this show, and uh, I've got a mini segment that I started a couple of weeks ago that I'm going to... Uh, do my next installment of, and that is my Twitter bot corner. And the reason, Ooh. the was that a ghost? That yeah, boo. <laughs> no, um, I, I said woo, but it is spooked. The, the reason I am uh, bringing back Twitter bot corner is because Justin has made a Twitter bot. Yes. Yeah, so um, we're actually, I think we're going to like tag team this and make it kind of like a Twitter bot corner slash his zesty hat because I'll tell you the bare minimum about the Twitter bot and then Justin will tell you how he made it and all of that good yeah, stuff. This week we're interviewing the maker of a Twitter bot. <laughs> Fortunately, that is me. So no yeah. guess. So um, Justin made a Twitter bot and the handle is I ship it bot. 
and it is it's because it is an OTP bot. And what it does is every couple of hours, it uh, sends out a tweet that draws from a big uh, data set of a bunch of fictional characters from Wikipedia, and it pairs them together and says something like, oh my god, I think these would be such a cute couple or, or and whatnot. And um, it's turned out some pretty funny stuff so far. Uh, not a lot of very mainstream uh, characters that you'd recognize off the bat. I have had to Google nearly every single one uh, so far. But um, Justin, would you like to go into how you made that? And sure, why? I do want to highlight a couple of decent yeah. <laughs> why I don't have any good <laughs> answer for. No, I do want to uh, highlight a couple of good ones here. How about like, uh, please send fictional nobility slash Danny Tanner fic Rex. <laughs> that one was. I one feel like that favorite. one's extremely on brand for us. It definitely is. That's definitely one of my favorites so far. I forgot about that. As one. soon as I read that one, I just heard in my head like ba ba da 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 da. <laughs> Milkman, the paper boy, even the Earl of Essex. It's really good. Um, I like uh, category fictional hillbillies and mummy monster. That's a good one, yeah. Would actually be such a cute couple. <laughs> Let's make list of my life as a teenage robots characters <sighs> slash Jay Gatsby canon 2018. <laughs> that was the first one and we were like, oh man, this kid's a winner. He's going to do good work in the world. <laughs> it's true. So yeah, I'll go through the process of creating this OTP bot, I ship it bot. Um, I must say, it's not just me that made it. You did write, like, a big part of it as well. True. So, I mean, not the stuff that, like, makes it go. <laughs> this is the robots on type. Well, I didn't even write the stuff that makes it go. I just used other people's stuff to do it. True. So this is okay. the, the official <laughs> robots on typewriters kind of Twitter bot made with a little help from... Uh, friends of the podcast, even though they don't know that they are our friends. So some of the friends of the podcast this week, I decided I wanted to firstly just make a, a bot that takes, I, I came up with the idea first. I don't know why this idea came into my mind. So I wanted a bot that takes two fictional characters and just tweets like, this is my new OTP. So I was thinking through Twitter bots that I know and just like, large data sets I could think of. And my very first thought was like, okay, the one of the old standards we always went to for just hitting a random button and having fun was finding random Harry Potter characters on the Harry Potter wikia. And I was like, ah, eh, Harry Potter OTP bot's a little a little too on brand for us. <laughs> so I wanted to broaden it out and make it like all fictional characters. So I figured Wikipedia would be a good way to go. And it also made me think of a Twitter bot I really like called Congress Edits, where every time a Wikipedia article is edited from the House of Representatives or from the U.S. Senate, it tweets out the name of the article. It'll say like, let me find some of its recent tweets because oh, it's pretty gold, the sort of stuff that's getting edits uh, from Congress. Congress Edits has been suspended. <gasps> oh, man. It was tweeting like days ago. Live news development breaking. Holy shit. What? Hold on. I, there must be a, a different one by a different name or something because I saw this so recently. Wow. No. During the Kavanaugh hearing, some congressional staffer doxed a bunch of uh, Congress people by 
tweeting out like home address, like personal information about like senators, Republican mm-hmm. senators specifically. Um, yeah, apparently this was tweeted out by Congressional Edits Bot oh, because wait. the people started putting the the doxers, whoever was tweet, whoever whichever uh, congressional staffer was uh, publicly making you know the home address, phone number info available, was putting it on Wikipedia. Yeah. And since that person was doing it from uh, a congressional like IP address, the bot was automatically tweeting it out. So the bot <gasps> was shit. you know in a sense like doxing them uh, too it was like a a vehicle to a doxing yeah so shit this bot was like the the accomplice to a crime within the last week and no longer exists wait that's wild so i'll read some of the there there's still plenty of i mean if you go in the wayback machine or just look at uh google caches of at congress edits which no longer exists because it was suspended it tweets out things like so it, it tweets out whatever the name of the page is, and then it says, so uh, Tom Nook is a character from Animal Crossing. So okay. this was a tweet from a few days ago from at Congress edits uh, from a year ago, whatever. <laughs> uh, Tom Nook Wikipedia article edited anom- anonymously from the U.S. House of Representatives and then gives a link to the edit. <laughs> so it would only tweet that out when uh, when an article is edited anonymously, because when that happens on Wikipedia, it posts your public IP address instead of your name. Mm. So this bot could scan for when an IP address that's registered to the U.S. Senate or the U.S. House of Representatives uh, came up in Wikipedia edits. Okay. So anytime that happened, it would tweet out that whatever article had been edited from Senate or from the U.S. House of Representatives. which is amazing (laughs) that is really cool but that bot kind of made me think okay so wikipedia data is actually a great place to start for a twitter bot just because even if i can't uh like listen to the wikipedia data the way they can just because i don't have the same programming background right even then there's still uh huge data sets on wikipedia that i can kind of get to so i found this tool called wikipedia pet scan uh, formerly known as Cat Scan because it scans categories. It's made ah. by the German Wikipedian Dusen Tribe. You can look up Wikipedia Pet Scan or you can look up uh, Wikipedia Dusen Tribe, the German editor that made this tool. And Pet Scan lets you search an entire Wikipedia category, it lets you specify. The category you want, the I guess which Wikipedia you want, or if you want like Wikimedia, like Wikiquote, one of them. But then it also lets you specify the depth within that category. So that means how many like within. So I put in the category list of fictional characters, but in there there's a lot of subcategories like list of fictional characters by nationality and list of fictional characters by occupation. So it lets you specify the depth, how many of those like subcategories down you want to go. Because at each at each subcategory, there are just some articles within that category, but then there might be more subcategories below that. So since that's a pretty massive list, I think I did a depth of three, and it returned 45,000 articles for me. Damn. Um, all just formatted as like a, a CSV, as like a, a spreadsheet. So I took all of those article names, um, I filtered out after I saw that a lot of them contained either list of or category, I've kind of got rid of those words, but left in the uh, 
the name of the article itself. Mm-hmm. And I took all that data, that whole spreadsheet of uh, essentially Wikipedia page titles for fictional characters or pages about fictional characters. And I went over to Cheap Bots Done Quick, which we've mentioned before on this program. Yeah. So Cheap Bots Done Quick is a website run by George Buckingham, where you can create a quick and easy generative Twitter bot. And it uses a program called Tracery, which uh, it's this little generative grammar software made by Kate Compton. And what Tracery does is it basically lets you write a Mad Lib. So uh, Allison wrote the origins for OTP bot. That is like the, the kind of skeleton of the Mad Lib. So character and character would make such a cute couple, that sort of thing. And then I populated the field of cat of characters by putting all those Wikipedia page titles that I got in there. And then basically just using, you know, we gave it a list of of Mad Lib skeletons. We gave it a list of characters that it could plug into those Mad Libs. And it uh, Cheap Bots Done Quick has some options of how often you want to tweet and that's pretty much its only option. It's like, <laughs> how often do you want to tweet? Uh, should tweets be public, I guess? And that's about it. And yeah, since then, for the past few days, it's just been completing those Mad Libs and tweeting them out once every three hours. <laughs> yeah, first, I just wanted to say, I do want to, I am still kind of editing and cleaning up OTP Bot. Uh, thankfully, you can, on Cheap Bots Done Quick, go in and edit your own source code. So I want to make my list of characters a little better by maybe increasing the depth on PetScan. PetScan takes a really long time to return really long lists like that. Mm. So it's tricky. But I also want to try to make sure it doesn't keep returning pages that are just those subcategory headers, like list of famous fictional Swedish people. Like I would rather it give me every fictional Swedish person and not the page list of fictional Swedish people, if that makes sense. So I think that'll be... It'll make the size increase a lot, but decrease a little bit too, because it'll get rid of a lot of uh, subcategories I don't want in there. Well, that is awesome. I was just looking at some of the tweets, uh, and I so because of because of that, a bulk of the ones that it has turned out are uh, not exactly like individual slash individual. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I like some of these. (laughs) Yeah, but there, but one of the ones that I saw that was a just like two names together was Elvis Elvis Cridlington slash Emma Brooker are so in love and you can't deny it. And I I went and searched who exactly Elvis Cridlington and Emma Brooker were. Uh, Emma Brooker is a character from popular British soap opera Coronation Street, as quite a few of the characters that I've seen from the bot are. I think OTP bot's a fan. Um... (laughs) <laughs> and Elvis Cridlington is one of the fire pi- one of the firefighters at the Pontypandy fire station from the show Fireman Sam. Uh, he's like it, it's like a, he's course. like an animated character from a kids show. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, those two definitely are in love. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think uh, the reason so many Coronation Street characters came in is it's that depth idea that mm. probably like two levels down is like list of Coronation Street characters, mm-hmm. and then it just has all of them or something yeah. like that. And there have to be like there's probably like as many Coronation Street characters as are there are other characters in this body of text. <laughs> like, yeah, I was gonna say, or it might have gone right into fictional English people yeah. and like one oh, level yeah. into that, just like. 
all of there's probably more coronation street characters than there are actual people in england so coronation street has been going since like the beginning of time the first episode of coronation street was on like a wall in a cave yeah, the first, now the first episode of Coronation Street is memorialized in the Bayou Tapestry as uh, William the Conqueror came over and defeated the, the English at uh, Bosworth Field. Yeah. It was really stretching my knowledge of English history, and I think I fucked it up at the end there, but whatever. And you know it, what I it, it illustrates Big the fans the, of uh, English history. It illustrates the aftermath in the rest of the world when uh, all of the um, all of the families that were boiling their pots of of water over the over the fire to make tea uh, shorted out the fire in the <laughs> in the country, and uh, the the they had to create a special power, fire surge for. This is a great joke. Uh, anyway, goodbye. <laughs> No, yeah, us Americans have our fire on a different voltage, which is why we don't have electric kettles. Yeah. Uh, anyway, got anything else to say about it? <laughs> got anything else to say about OTP Bot? Nah. Um, yeah, I'm really hoping that I can find different ways to uh, like learn how to use PetScan and other Wikipedia tools better to just get more characters and less page titles in there, but. Yeah, yeah, happy he's out there in the world creating these fictional OTPs. <laughs> Told a bunch of people I work with about this bot. A lot of them didn't really know what shipping or OTP meant. Oh, I was no. Like, huh, <laughs> I am from a different world. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I hope that our our new son uh, does good in his life, and I hope that everybody enjoys him. That is... Uh, at iShipItBot, again, if you want to follow it. Um, and as we, we were just discussing before before we started recording, this will not be our last Twitter bot. I'm sure we will be bringing oh, you Oh, far more. from it. <laughs> yeah. We're probably just, eventually, Batcamp's just going to have a whole page called, <laughs> yeah. like, bots or, like, generative content or something. It's only just begun. And, uh, yeah, and so that that also is probably not the last time that our zesty hat is going to be about something we made instead of something <laughs> someone else made. So let's go on to some more content that we made. Uh, um, I was really hoping you would inexplicably tell me that this week's trashy toy was made by someone else. <laughs> nah, like this it was week, made Janelle by Shane me. made us a trashy toy. <laughs> oh, we can only hope one day. Um but no, I have, um, I, I am going to go into our Indoor Trashy Toy, which is a game that I've made for you to play, dear sir. Um, and uh, it's, it's October, um, my favorite month yeah. for many reasons. One, gets chilly. Two, there's pumpkins everywhere. <laughs> Three, uh, ghosts. Four, yeah, yeah, no. skeletons. Five, mm, yeah. Halloween itself. The list just goes on and right. on and on and on and on. I love Ooh, it. Question, um, can yes. you legally change your birthday to Halloween? You can, in fact. Um, That's the only day that you can. Yeah, you have to, You, if you want to change it to Halloween, it has to be on Halloween, which is, you know, every, that's why, it, like, everybody goes to try and do it, and it's just, an, it's kind of like a first come, first serve, and you have to, like, line up outside of the court. Yeah, they only let night. one person do it, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
they've been talking about making it like a random drawing thing, like, or like a, a kind of like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory golden ticket situation. So we'll see. We'll see how that mm. shakes out in the near future. But, um, but yeah, so because of my love of October and all things spooky and weird, and I, I know that there is a, one of our shared interests is like creepy urban legends and unsolved mysteries and all things like that. So I am going to uh, present to you another edition of our famous game RNN, Real Net or Nick, with Urban Legends. Yeah. So this is pretty interesting because even real won't be real. True. True. I mean, if that's what you want to believe. Um, (laughs) I'm Rod Serling. Good night. Um, Good night, folks. <laughs> um, if you want to understand that joke, go ahead and watch our WikiHow video. Um, uh, Man, so- <laughs> we sure love our own content. <laughs> We're the worst. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what I've done is I've got I've got a bunch of rounds of um, three potential urban legends, and one of them is real. One of them is written using the Botnik Predictive Text Writer, and one of them is u- written using TextGen RNN, a uh, neural network by uh, Max Wolf that we love to use as well. Do you think in the spirit of changing your Twitter name in October, do you think his Twitter name right now is Max Werewolf? I am sure it is. Um <laughs> So, so yeah, let's get into it. Um, this is actually exciting. This is the first time I've ever hosted a game of RNN, and I hope I did a good job. All yeah, right. I'm really excited to see how <laughs> good I am at identifying neural net content, because that's been your specialty so far. So your first one. Friend of Harleville, Lennon was a mushroom, and killer <laughs> or killer Rudolph Dahl. I said yeah, I that weird. I, I don't even need any further explanation on these. All right. I was, I'm was. i also hoping that for some of these, you will kind of do my friend's uh, method and tell me what you think some of these Which are. Which friend? <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, do your own thing. Yeah, so Lennon was a mushroom. Is uh, It's more of like a, a political kind of uh, metaphor that like, it's not that he was a literal mushroom. We we have decent proof that he was a man and not a mushroom. But I think the Lenin was a mushroom is like a political thing. Like he, it's not that he rose to power by you know being above those who uh, followed him and wanted to believe in him. Is it's that he rose from the same roots as his followers, <laughs> and that like to kill him was to kill his followers. The idea that like when after lenin died like stalin didn't inherit leninism like for lenin to die the whole movement had to die so Is yeah that i think that's work if you kill one no. mushroom they all die okay <laughs> no not at all all right I, I look like a mycologist to you i don't know friend of Harleville. yeah i can spell that if you would like that's so that's kind of a reverse spooky urban legend where Harleville is like a really haunted town and like it's cursed and like everyone is trying to kill each other and hates each other so like the spooky thing is like once a year on halloween night a ghost is said to lurk the town where it's just like helpful and genuinely friendly and like it's like the one entity in town that isn't just trying to get one over on everyone else and like 
to them in that town like that's the scariest thing like someone with no ulterior motive oh my god i love it (laughs) and the last one was the killer rudolph hess or something killer rudolph doll i realized as i said it i said it as if rudolph doll was a name and not like rudolph is the name of a doll (laughs) yeah no until just now i thought rudolph doll was just like a nazi so (laughs) you thought rudolph doll was rald's brother yeah rudolph the lesser known doll Uh, one went into mi6 the other went into the ss it was there's a sitcom um one's in mi6 the other's in the ss and now we're brothers (laughs) now we're brothers our parents got married this is left with Derek. i don't know why that and not brady bunch is what came into my head but you're watching disney channel um anyway so killer rudolph doll sounds like a christmas themed uh urban legend of like kids disappearing on christmas and like you know maybe six disappearances over like a 12 year span and all in like different places but the one uniting factor one they're all like on christmas morning the kid's gone but the second is that they all have a rudolph doll in their bed <laughs> oh my god all right so do you gotta you <laughs> have you do you have it figured out which one's real oh uh, yeah yeah so rudolph doll is real uh harleville is net and uh whatever the other one was uh lennon is a mushroom is nick well you got friend of harleville that was in fact a net <laughs> But <laughs> ain't that just the way it goes? <laughs> Lennon is a mushroom is real. Uh, wow. Killer, <laughs> Killer Rudolph no doll. No further explanation <laughs> needed. I got it. Killer Rudolph doll is Botnik. Um, I, I actually, I meant to tell you that I got my data set from just like a, the Wikipedia car- category urban legends. I, it Ooh, was a I pretty... have a tool for you to crawl a page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my fancy tool was just copy and paste worked pretty well because uh, it wasn't a very long list uh it had about like creepy pasta it, it had just over 200 uh just under 200 entries um all right nice. so yeah lennon was a mushroom i briefly looked into it it was like some kind of like television hoax about like some someone like some television broadcast was saying that like lennon had ingested so many psychedelic mushrooms that he started to become a mushroom or something, which is like Wait, almost John as Lennon. A- no, no, no. It's spelled like Lennon. In fact, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I like when I wrote it. I was like, oh, I might have to uh, distinguish which Lennon he was talking about. Uh, and no, you got it right. It is like L E N I N Lennon. Like, yeah, yeah, because people normally don't call John Lennon just Lennon. <laughs> True. Right? Yeah. Like- exactly. <laughs> uh. I know, Paul does. Paul and George and, and Ringo and <laughs> Lennon. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you, you got you got one right there. And so let's move on to round two, which I don't have a fun name for, but it's very the letter B centric. Bloody Bambino. <laughs> oh, I really like that. That is a SoundCloud rapper, I guarantee <laughs> it. Baby Trumb. And Banana... Trump? Trump. Trump with a B? Yup. <laughs> and Banana Dean. <laughs> wow, one of those is real. That's the best part of it. <laughs> All right, so Banana Dean is an urban legend about uh, a man named Dean 
who would go kind of in his like home county or whatever home area not just his hometown (laughs) because he would have had to hit a lot of places for this urban legend that like once like a month or less than that even like once every like four or five years this guy would go into some random supermarket and just buy every banana there and then ask what day produce shows up and ask and like he would show up like the morning that the next banana shipment was coming in and buy all of those as well and then he would just disappear no one would ever hear from him no one would really trace like there wouldn't be some like you know uh dumpster full of banana peels later or anything but it just became like a word of mouth thing that all these grocery store clerks would be like yeah this dude like banana dean just came and bought all the bananas here and like oh wait my brother worked at like you know kroger five years ago and he he saw banana dean too <laughs> that's really good i would as much as i love banana dean i would like to spell this word for you so it is a single word and it is banana d-i-n-e <laughs> so, banana dine banana banana dine banana dean yeah i don't know d-i-n-e oh okay i thought you said d-i wait d-i-n-e yeah okay it's probably just like some weird rock then but okay (laughs) banana dean (laughs) well okay uh next we'll go to bloody bambino yeah that's just uh when the red Sox would lose for years they always called it the curse of the bambino so i think that's just what like british fans of the boston red Sox (laughs) say bloody 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 bambino (laughs) all right and baby trumb um baby trumb uh that is when it's kind of a a joke conspiracy theory that like towns where or like cities where trump had a an appearance planned and then canceled people swear that they saw it's like a false memory thing where they swear they saw that like uh, giant baby balloon <laughs> so like if you at, the real thing's called baby trump but then like the false memory of it was like, yeah, I guess I saw baby Trump instead. <laughs> okay, really good. So how do you think these shake out? All right, well, baby Trump is uh, is clearly the RNN one. Um, I'm going to say banana dine is real and bloody bambino is botnik. You nailed it. And so yeah. for for reference, the reason I assumed it was pronounced banana dean is because it was something about like people thinking that it's like there's like a psychedelic substance i don't know why these are or a, it's a fictional psychoactive substance which is supposedly extracted from banana peels banana dean banana dean <laughs> uh so yeah that's that's what that is and i i because i like i thought it was pronounced banana dean because i pronounced it like a drug i see yeah no that makes some sense yeah so all right you ready for round three of course all right Saturn is an alligator. It's like Saturn. It, Saturn, like oh, the planet, Saturn. It, parentheses alligator. Exactly. Doll brain recruitment, or skunk ape. <laughs> All right, I think skunk ape is just legit, like another uh, another name for Bigfoot. <laughs> Like, I think, rude. Like, some places just call him skunk ape i i don't even he's think that's really hurt by that this isn't even a justin joke which is weird that you're laughing now because it means it's wrong but i thought that was just a real thing so oh. all right well skunk ape is what they call bigfoot in like mississippi is my explanation 
Um, yes, officer, I did see the skunk ape. <laughs> <laughs> he ran right through my property. You can see the, the skunky footprints right there. You can still see the stink lines hanging in the air. <laughs> Oh, good. Um, doll brain recruitment, I think, sounds like a, a like creepy pasta kind of like like an internet version of a conspiracy theory where it's like, oh, remember when you used to pop the heads off dolls? <laughs> Do you remember that time you popped the head open and there was no brain in there? And it's like a false like recovered memory thing, and like all these people like, oh my god, I had this one time where I swore there was blood marks in there. And I went to show my mom, and there it was. There, the head was still attached. We couldn't even open it. It was just a solid piece of plastic. Oh, stop this right like now! A... <laughs> All right, yeah. So that's that's <laughs> doll brain recruitment, and the last one was Saturn, crocodile, alligator, alligator, skunk ape. Saturn alligator is uh, just a just. It's another southern kind of myth where it was like. This like eighteen that's probably like actual alligator length. It was like a ninety foot long alligator that like a bunch <laughs> of different like places in the south all kinda had different names for and like had different rumors of like one time it ate three horses at once <laughs> and old man Jones. Like that kind of thing. And a little old and lady who swallowed kinda... a fly. <laughs> and it ate a skunk ape. But all the stories kinda converged into one alligator and like the most common name for it was just saturn so saturn is that alligator all right so i'm gonna say saturn alligator is botnik skunk ape is real and what was the middle one there doll brain recruitment doll brain recruit oh god wait i don't like any of these to be a (laughs) Ah, doll brain recruitment now doll brain recruitment is botnik saturn Saturn alligator or skunk ape? Is skunk ape two words or one? Two words. Oh. I'll say skunk ape is the neural net. Doll brain recruitment is botnik. And Saturn alligator is... Wait, what? No, wait. Hold on. Um, Saturn alligator. Doll brain recruitment is... Man. Doll... Doll brain recruitment is skunk ape. Wait a second. <laughs> skunk ape is real. I'm staking that. I'm putting my foot in the ground on that. When skunk ape is real, so Saturn alligator is RNN, and doll brain recruitment is Botnik. After all that, you hit it on the head. You got it. <laughs> yeah. Is- Editing Allison here. Um, I realized in going back into my data set that Saturn the alligator is actually real and I totally messed it up and was fooled by the RNN because it spit it out as a result. Um, yeah, Saturn the alligator is actually a 83-year-old alligator still alive living in a Moscow zoo that people believe once belonged to Adolf Hitler as a pet. Uh, it turns out it wasn't actually his pet, but he did go visit it a lot when it lived in a Berlin zoo. So, like, where's the line there? I don't know. Anyway, bye. Is Skunk Ape actually a Bigfoot name? Uh, Skunk Ape, also known as the Swamp Cabbage Man, Swamp Ape, what? Stink Ape, Florida Bigfoot, Louisiana Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, is, yeah, said to be a huge, but it's, it's not, yeah, it's, it's basically like Florida Bigfoot. 
I love that subreddit, Florida Bigfoot. <laughs> Florida Bigfoot crashes car into a another cryptid tail. <laughs> it is named for its appearance and for the unpleasant color that it, or, odor. <laughs> Jesus, the unpleasant odor that it's said to accompany it. I got really thrown there, but I, I found my footing finally. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Round four. Death by coconut. Death monkey. Or okay. Death of the Phantom. Oh, uh, Death of the Phantom sounds like a... Uh, I was going to say sounds like a Panic at the Disco song, but I see what my <laughs> brain was doing there. Death of the there. Phantom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, de- let's start with Death by Coconut. I think that's probably like a real, like a, like a 1950s like magazine article, newspaper article, National Enquirer sort of thing that spread that was like, you know, now that suddenly it's the post-war boom, you can eat coconuts for breakfast. And suddenly it's like, uh, old Mr. Jones, who last week b- battled Saturn the alligator, this week <laughs> ate three coconuts for breakfast and died. This week battled like, the skunk it- ape. Next week <laughs> ate three coconuts and died. <laughs> died the way he lived <laughs> in the headlines. Yeah, no, I think this was, like, a real myth of, like, when coconuts were, like, super, like, weird and exotic, that, like, the idea that if you ate too many coconuts, you would die, or that coconuts falling from trees were killed. There, there was a lot of ways to die of coconuts back then, and that one's real. I'll I'll go okay. through and say real as I go this time. All right. What was my other ones? Death, death monkey. Death monkey. And death yeah. of a phantom. Death okay, of a phantom. death monkey is, it's kind of another name for bigfoot but it's like a different kind of bigfoot where it's like it's like a small foot little foot i think that's a movie that's coming out (laughs) it is it actually is though but it's like so small bigfoot here uh, (laughs) the death ape is like this little like you know cute little like uh bonobo looking little gibbous monkey looking guy that like runs past your path and you're like oh he's He's not scary. He's just kind of cute. <laughs> but then after you see him, like, it's also, like, one of them, like, cats that, like, shows up at funeral homes and, like, sits mm. on the person who's going to die next. Ooh. I guess at a funeral home, everyone's already <laughs> dead. I meant a nursing home. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> he only, you know, visits the terminally ill or the s- cursed, soon-to-be-dead kind of people. Okay. So, yeah, that's a neural net. And then your botanic one was death of a phantom. Death of death of a phantom? Death of the phantom. Okay, so it's about Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> um, after after uh, Christine, Christine, it's been a while. After she leaves the phantom, uh, he gets sad again and realizes, wow, I was right to have no faith in myself. And he dies of a broken heart. Oh. Does this take place after the uh, the infamous uh, sequel, Love Never Dies? Because yeah, that's where after I like the going. Coney Island okay. sequel or whatever. Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised that you know about yeah, that. Yeah. So it's, listen, <laughs> I, I may not know the other character in, in Phantom of the Opera's <laughs> name off the top of my head, but I know about the shitty sequel. Yeah. No, it's a trilogy. It's, and it's, it's kind of like a, a it's a an urban legend like piece of media where like copies of like the the second one was so poorly received that the third one was basically like all the tapes were burned mm. but like three people still have like you know original scripts of this mm-hmm. but yeah so it's like 
Phantom of the Opera, Love Never Dies, Death of a Phantom. Okay, and you're, so you're telling me that it was recorded on tapes? So when was this made? <laughs> um, you know, it's complicated. Okay, I, I'm, as it would be. The 90s. Okay, okay. So it, it was made before Love Never Dies. <laughs> but then... <laughs> well, they were made together. Then okay. Love Never Dies was finally released. All right, I understand. All right, I just wanted to clear that up. But you are actually right. You're you're ace in my game. And, <laughs> and, and I had a feeling that, that these... Uh, <laughs> I was hoping to try to stump you on more of them, but I don't think, I don't think I'm, I, I don't know. I think you're doing pretty good. Um, I, I, have, I invented this game. You're going to have to I wake know. up pretty early in the morning to beat me at RNN. <laughs> I mean, your first one did beat me and it, it was the Allison special where I thought the real was the botnik and all. But. Yeah. All right. So round five, curse of the black log states, curse of 39 and Curse of Rocky Times. All right, all right. I'll start with Curse of 39. Okay. So you're familiar with the 27 Club, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> all right. So the 27 Club, if you don't know, it's like this uh, group of musicians, uh, Kurt Cobain, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, a bunch of other people that all famous musicians died when they were 27 years old. Um, right. Curse of 39 is for uh, romance authors that, <laughs> you know, they don't they don't peak as early as musicians do. Normally, you know, they might not even really start their career and get published until they're in like their mid 30s or something. But then romance authors, after publishing about 100 novels a year for their first uh, few years in the biz, suddenly die at 39. Uh huh. Can you name some people in this club? Um, yeah. There's the the lady that created Fabio, that guy whose son does a podcast about the book he wrote. You know, the my dad wrote a porno. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and others like that. Uh huh. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> Isaac Asimov <laughs> in his uh-huh. later years. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Shakespeare, Shakespeare in love. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Bob Shakespeare, not William. Bob um, Dylan, not William. Yeah, Shakespeare. that's yeah. But and yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bob Dylan Shakespeare. Um, yeah. So that's the curse of thirty nine, the curse of rocky times, and uh-huh. the curse of the black log state. All right. Um, the curse of thirty nine, of course, was uh, RNN. The Curse of Rocky Times is real, and it's um, this newspaper, the Rocky Times. No one actually knows if it existed, and like, there's like fake versions of it now that you can go back and read. But like, the original like uh, copies of the Rocky Times don't even exist. People don't know if they existed anyway. But the Rocky Times is this, like, underground newspaper. It had, like, communist influences and, like, mystic influences. And, like, it it wasn't, like, a normal newspaper. And it was this, if it kind of reported on a story, like, if it reported on, like, a a trade unionist or something, suddenly that trade unionist would die. Or if it reported on, you know, someone uh, hitting the lottery, that person would die. And it was 
kind of suspected that these people were like cultists that were actually just killing their subjects that you know it wasn't a curse at all it was just like a a band of killers Mm -hmm. uh allegedly they published all of their accounts of these uh of their victims in the rocky times Uh uh-huh which one did you say was rnn well i said curse of 39 was rnn so i said rocky times was real okay and that means the Botnik one was Curse of Black Mountain State. What is <laughs> Black it? Black Log State. Black, um, yeah, Curse of Black Log State. So Black Log State is a University of Black Logs big rival, and Black Log State. It it's kind of a jokey thing to say the Curse of Black Log State. It's like if you can't get into Black Log, you end up going to Black Log State. Ah, so like that's okay. part of the curse. But also like. So Black Log's kind of known for their uh, their really good water polo team, uh-huh. and thus Black Log State's water polo team hasn't like won a game against Black Log in like thirty nine years. So uh-huh. <laughs> they call it the curse of Black Log State. Of like, up oh, well now we not only do we have the people that didn't even get in over there, but now the water polo team can't even win. Okay, well sorry to say you're all wrong. Yeah, nothing there felt good. So, uh, Curse of Blacklog states was neural net. Curse of Thirty Nine is real. Wow. And Curse of Rocky Times is Botnik. And the Curse of Thirty Nine I've just looked up uh, is the belief that in some parts of Afghanistan, the number thirty nine is cursed or a badge of shame, as it is purportedly linked with prostitution. So it's basically like sixty nine is thirty nine in <laughs> Afghanistan for some reason. Oh, wild. I mean, I might be extrapolating a little bit there, but yeah. No, I think you nailed it. (laughs) Round six, feraliminal lycanthropizer. What the fuck? The spitting gasoline myth and human femracto. All right. Feraluminizer lycanthropy (laughs) detector. What? (laughs) Feraliminal lycanthropizer. Feraliminal lycanthropizer. Okay, pharaoh yeah. is iron. Lycanthropizer is werewolf maker. Uh, <laughs> feraliminal. Is that subliminal? So like feraliminal. So uh, iron that you can detect. Uh, feraliminal lycanthropizer. What the fuck? <laughs> There's no way. What was your RNN's loss function? <laughs> that's, it was pretty decent. It's a little too in the weeds here. Uh, feroliminal lycanthropizer has got to be real because Botnik wouldn't have had those words unless at least one of them was real. And I, and if at least both of them were real, but with different things, but those words are so crazy, but also so pronounceable that I don't think it's RNN. And I think they must've gone together. So a feroliminal lycanthropizer is like a fictional, like, uh, magic wand that turns someone into a werewolf what do you do you kill a werewolf with a silver stake yeah yeah silver or is bullet. that a vampire silver bullet yeah. and a stake to the heart yeah yes so a pharaoh like anthropizer i think is like an iron bullet that like is the opposite <laughs> of a silver bullet that a werewolf can shoot at you to turn you into a <laughs> werewolf all right and I already said that's real. All right, off to a great start. Um, well, I think I was so thrown by that that I've forgotten the other two already. The spitting gasoline myth and human femracto. Human femracto. 
All right, human femracto, I'm going to say, is net. Um, human femracto, though, is... So we all know femracto, uh-huh. the feminine arachnid. <laughs> um, spider fellow's wife. But <laughs> Deep cut! Human femracto is like a sexy spider lady costume that people wear for Halloween. Um but it's like it's another one of them like fake like goofy cryptid things like it was like mm. a tumblr post of like uh everything's so over sexualized these days for halloween like men's spider costume and it's like a grotesque spider with like you know fangs and eight eyes and all and it's like ladies spider costume and it's you know <laughs> uh human femracto uh-huh yeah so that's that's that and not going to go any further into that one. All right. And then Botnik was a uh, spitting gasoline myth. That's the myth that if you put gasoline in your mouth, but spit it out and don't swallow, it won't damage you. It won't even taste bad. And if you spit it hard enough, you can breathe fire. Oh, pretty good. I was about to ask, like, why, like, what, what's the benefit here of putting gasoline in your in your mouth? Like, why do you need to do that yeah, in the it's first like place? When you bring like your little brother to like a carnival and he sees like the fire breathers, mm. he's like, "Oh, how do you do that? Like, how uh-huh. do they breathe fire?" And it's like, "Oh, you know, you can actually just spit out gasoline really hard, and it does that." And it's basically yeah. just like a little gag to get your little brother to drink a bunch of gasoline <laughs> and fucking kill him. All right, but yeah, you you've got them all right. Again, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the feraliminal, feral, yeah. <laughs> the feraliminal lycanthropizer is, as far as I could tell, it's like a fictional machine made made up by some guy. But the myth is that it was made up by like a writer. But the myth is that it was this machine that was like developed by. Soviets or us for the Soviets or something like that. It's that, pronounced like, U.S. <laughs> and it like, pr- I think it was the kind of thing that like produces some kind of frequency that is the perfect recipe to make people like behave extremely aggressively or something like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wait, it doesn't even make werewolves? It just makes people no. aggressive? As far as I could tell, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even actually like have any direct, like, yeah, it makes you, turns you into a wolf. It's like, it just makes you act like one. <laughs> wow. Does it make your hair perfect? It makes your hair perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, all right. Round seven. Mickey Victor, dog, in parentheses. <laughs> yes. Charlie Black, or... Choking dog? Doberman. Was Charlie Black a dog in there, did you say? No, Charlie Black's just Charlie Black. <laughs> so we <laughs> Mickey Victor, dog, choking Doberman, or Charlie Black. Yeah. He might be a dog. <laughs> alright, alright, here we go, here we go. Charlie Black is net. Um, this is another one of the fictional media things where Charlie Black was allegedly like years before charles schultz made peanuts in like a uh, an all-black newspaper like a a newspaper back during like you know the jim crow south that was kind of a, an underground paper i i didn't know i had this fascination with like underground like uh 
rogue newspapers. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was like in the Jim Crow South, like a a newspaper kind of made by uh, you know literate Southern black people, and one of the most popular features in it was a a comic called Charlie Black, and it was just mm. just about some kid like. <laughs> Just living his life, friends with a dog, and uh-huh. it, it had some like social commentary, but mostly it was just like you know the rest of this paper is like either pretty depressing or like at least it's like pretty important, like it's like news people like have to know to like you know to inform themselves for their daily lives. Wow! Okay. But then Charlie Black was just like a little escape from all that. So like the the okay. myth here or the the claim is that like peanuts and charlie brown like that charles schultz knew about charlie black and like had heard about it had maybe even seen some of the strips back in the day but like none of them exist anymore but the idea is he basically just plagiarized peanuts from that and has been like profiting off of this like long gone comic from way before his time even okay okay all right um mickey vincent dog mickey victor that's actually Mickey Victor dog. That's the full name of Mario's uh mother Mario's mother's little schnauzer. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's of course Ozzy boy with his Ozzy toy. There's <laughs> Mickey Ozzie Victor toy. dog. Um, That's what his business card says. Her, her other menagerie of animals. <laughs> uh, Mickey Victor I'm going to say was uh, what was the last one? Doberman, Mickey Victor. Did I say Charlie Black was net? I don't think you said anything about it. Maybe you said. No. I'll say Charlie Black is real. Mickey okay. Victor dog is net. Um, Mickey Victor. Yeah, it's it's Mario's mom's dog. <laughs> There's no further okay. story. <laughs> Good story. And uh, all right. <laughs> choking Doberman was your botnik thing. Choking Doberman, you said. Yep. Um, so this was kind of a, it was similar to the old like hoax where someone would like, you'd get a phone call and it would be like, sorry, can you hear me? Just to make you say yes. Mm-hmm. Or choking Doberman, you would get a phone call and you would hear like, woof, woof, woof like a, an aggressive dog <laughs> bark. Then you hear like, <laughs> and like the sound of a dog choking to get you to say, are you okay? And who's a good boy? So people could train uh, train dogs that they were kind of holding illegally using just like recordings of people's voices instead okay. of actually giving them human contact. That checks out 100%. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, exactly. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So Choking Doberman was Botnik. Uh, Charlie Black was real. You connecting and to Mickey dial-up? Vincent was Neuralnet. Yeah, yeah, I needed to connect to my server real quick. <laughs> uh, so you, the only one you've got right is Mickey Victor is in fact net, and you did the old mm. real botnik switch. Choking Doberman is real. Uh, it was some kind wow, of wow. Like, is it what I said? No, <laughs> it's some kind of. Oh, like, it isn't. <laughs> it's some some kind of like a hoax news story uh, about like a. Oh, man, I didn't even read it. It was really... So I ran into this dilemma while making this game that I was having... The Wikipedia articles were real lame and you couldn't be bothered (laughs) to read them. (laughs) No, I was like 
I was getting creeped out just reading the titles of all of these, like, hoaxes and urban legends. And I, like, reading them was, like, it was giving me, like, the Mario shakes. Uh, Like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I heard they're actually headlining uh, Lollapalooza (laughs) this year. Uh, our friend Mario, who we have had on the podcast before, he does this thing where, like, if you start reading him, like, a creepypasta story, it creeps him out so much that his, like, his shoulders, like, convulse, and he's gotta, like, shake out his arms, and, like, it's, it's, it's real weird, but I was, like, getting the, getting the Mario shakes, because these things were just, like, creeping me out, and, like, (laughs) making me feel real uneasy, so I, like, there's some that I just, like, was, like, oh, I don't even really want to read about this that much. You ready for round eight now? Yeah, of course. Okay. Sun Satan? (laughs) S-O-N or S-U-N? S-U-N. Original Spanish Kitchen. (laughs) White Candy. (laughs) All right. White Candy is real. Sun Satan is Nick. uh, I mean, is Net. And Original Spanish Kitchen is Botnik. And now to make them some stories. Um... Sun Satan, um, in so just as everyone always talks about, like, oh, do you know, you know, Christ's birth historically was probably in July, but Christmas is in December to appease like pagan holidays or whatever. Well, similarly, just as they had to kind of adopt adapt uh, kind of religious holy days and like even some of the stories of uh, Christian like holy leaders to kind of fit the local like pagan traditions where christianity spread they also had to kind of in some places adapt the villains of christianity (laughs) so like in some places where like uh where the moon was worshipped for some tribes of east germany uh they have instead of just regular satan sun satan okay uh yeah he opposes so like the moon god was kind of preserved in their versions of christianity so it's kind of like moon god moon jesus you know it's the the phases of the moon or the different elements of the trinity but then yes the satan the the sun is satan and like that's the kind of idea that like sin is ever present and like no matter you know though god is all powerful and he's there as well he's only there in like one form at a time as the moon but satan sun satan is coming back day after day all right yeah so that's that um original spanish kitchen this is yet another uh fake lost media kind of thing where <laughs> uh-huh. long long before gordon ramsay had hell's kitchen uh, <laughs> there is a allegedly back kind of in the early days of uh film even not even like on television but allegedly this was a show that uh would kind of run before old movies in like the thirties, like during world war two. Uh, I I guess that would be the forties. Um, that it was like a little three minute short called original Spanish kitchen where this, I mean, it was called Spanish kitchen at the time, but now it's kind of referred to as original Spanish kitchen. Of course. Uh, it was just a guy that would go from down in like the, the Southwest of the United States, go from one, uh, Spanish-speaking household to the next and, like, just kind of helping them improve their restaurant and, like, you know, calling them a donkey and whatnot. And that's where Gordon Ramsay got his kind of flair from. Okay. Of, yeah, of allegedly this 
this uh, this chef way back in the 30s would go from Spanish-speaking kitchen to Spanish-speaking kitchen, insulting them in English. They wouldn't know a goddamn <laughs> thing he was saying. And then helping them clean out the restaurant and prep it up, and they would all share a good cry and a good hug, and it would improve their restaurant and be free advertising. Right. But it's one of them things, again, where, like, no one short existed, and a lot of, like, old people are like, well, now that you mention it, I think I saw that before the original airing of Snow White, and, like... Gone with the Wind always had an episode of uh, original Spanish kitchen before it, but like there's no evidence it actually ever existed. It's just been repeated so many times now. Right, right. Okay. And then White Candy, I think I said <laughs> is real. You did. Um, that's one of them. It's similar to like the razor blades and the apples and like, you know, check your children's candy. People are going to wrap drugs up that White Candy was the idea of like, a kid saying, like, the mom being like, oh, what was the favorite candy you had? And the child saying, I really like the white candy. And the mom being like, eh, I probably had some white chocolate or whatever. That's cool. And it was, like, actually, like, ecstasy tablets or, like, uh, you know, Oxycontin and stuff. And, like, the kids uh-huh. were fine, but they were, like, tripping balls. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is awful. All right. So you did, again, the... The real Nick switch. Ah. <laughs> uh, Sun Satan is, in fact, by the neural net. Original Spanish Kitchen is real, and White Candy is Botnik. So Original Spanish Kitchen mm. is another one that made me do the Mario shake. Uh, it was a restaurant in L.A. Uh, that it opened in the mid-40s, but it closed in the early 60s, and it closed... Uh, like I it guess closed kind of... due to a choking Doberman <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> it closed kind of like suddenly, and um, but the building's contents were left intact for years afterward. Like the tables were still set, and like everything was fully stocked and everything, and uh, it just gave rise to a bunch of different legends about the owners being that they like were killed by at the hands of organized crime and all this stuff, but it was really well, just you like... you the, the everything was still stocked. Are there, like, rotting piles of food yeah. there? Or, like, is fresh food I... shipments coming in? <laughs> I would guess it It was just, like, stocked and, you know, nothing new was coming in. So so I have a couple more rounds left, and these are all the ones that I came up with uh, that I have, like, clever names for. So this uh, this next round is called The Bot, The Myth, The Legend. And nice. the options are strategic rumor myths, gay legends and myths regarding Manbell and Charlotte. <laughs> what? Gay legends and myths regarding... Manbell and Charlotte. Manbell and Charlotte? <laughs> Manbell and... Oh, it, it, um, it's Manbell and Charlotte. They're just two names. Okay, Manbell and Charlotte. <laughs> and... Wonder, wonder which one that one was. <laughs> and... and... Strawberry quick meth myth. <laughs> Strawberry quick meth myth. Yep. What the fuck? So right, what are you so thinking? They're, they're all neural network. <laughs> all right, man, Balan, Charlotte is neural net, and I'm gonna have to say it was like a man, Balan, Charlotte was. Um, he was like a big society figure in like uh, Victorian England, and like. Um, kind of like a a modern or uh, that era's version of like a, a, a David Beckham. He was okay. like a famous boxer. I'm I'm just now retelling the story of uh 
of uh, Oscar Wilde's lover, I think. <laughs> but yeah, he was a high society figure and like, you know, made a lot of money. His life was pretty good. But then there were all these rumors that like, oh, he's actually gay. But like, this was one of the few cases in that time where like, no, he just, he wasn't. But <laughs> the rumors got to him. <laughs> no. Kind of took down his life strategic rumor myths i'm gonna say that that's real and that's like a, a psyops kind of like cold war thing where they would the u.s government would kind of in communist countries plant all kinds of rumors and like uh urban legends to try to like influence public opinion on different things like they would say you know uh stalin's gay or whatever just to try to like change people's minds but like a lot of that probably never happened so the strategic rumors are mostly myths thus the confusing name strategic rumor myths but some of them (laughs) did happen like there were definitely rumors of like you know castro doesn't even have a a beard he it's all smoke and mirrors he paints that on every morning that kind of thing (laughs) right right Okay. And then the last one was was what? Strawberry quick meth myth. Strawberry quick meth myth. <laughs> right. So that's your botanic one. Strawberry quick meth myth was a myth um, in meth producing areas that uh-huh. you know all your typical meth ingredients. I'm assuming there's like bleach and like uh, Drano and psh, bottle of bottle of Nyquil. Uh, half a pack of cigarettes. Uh-huh. Does this, this sound good? This sound yeah. like how you make meth? Yeah, yeah, it sounds great. I, I mean, that's my recipe anyway. I saw like three episodes of Breaking Bad one time. <laughs> so you, the strawberry quick meth myth was that... Uh, have you ever had strawberry yoo This is just like a real life question. I have not. All right, well, I have. Uh, okay. As a child, I repeatedly got drawn back into its siren song of like thick pink liquid that was like <laughs> highly sugary. Gross. But uh-huh. strawberry yuho tastes fucking terrible. It tastes like chemicals. It tastes like if you're trying to remember what like that the pink medicine from childhood that didn't taste like bubblegum tasted like. Do you know the the, the pink medicine I yeah, mean? Yeah, what was it was uh is that, that not that was was that amoxicillin? I think it was like because not seven. only does it taste bad, but also I would get bad allergic breakouts from it. Mm. So, so yeah, trying to remember what amoxicillin tastes like, uh, take away the like grittiness of amoxicillin, but keep in that chemical flavor. That's mm-hmm. what strawberry yuho tastes Ew, like. Why the fuck? So because of that chemically flavor, uh, it was a myth in meth producing places that, oh, if you actually just add strawberry yuho to your meth like mixture... Uh-huh. It, it solidifies way quicker. It, the meth's like a, a stronger, it's like a more potent quality. It, it's even like <laughs> a, a that sickly pink color. So like just like the blue meth in Breaking Bad, like the blue color helped it sell because it was really identifiable. Like strawberry quick meth, like everyone thought like, oh yeah, like if you can pull it off and make your strawberry yoo meth, like it's going to sell really well because everyone will see like, the bright pink color and like know it's yours and know it's good stuff 
Okay. And so can you tell me again which ones you thought were real, what not? Yeah, so Strawberry Quick Meth Myth was uh, Botnik. Okay. The the gay rumors of Lord Cavendish or whatever was <laughs> was Botnik of uh-huh. Man Man Charlottesville or something. Yeah. And uh, Strategic Rumor Myths was real. You did the classic real Nick switch once again. Uh, we're gonna. I can't even call it the Allison Classic anymore because <laughs> no. I think I've done it more than you now. Yeah. So strawberry, the strawberry quick myth. Um, the first sentence of this article is: "Strawberry quick meth was a drug scare which continues into 2018." Doesn't tell me when it started. Just tells me it's <laughs> continuing today. <laughs> Um, and what it is, it is so funny that you brought up Strawberry YooHoo because it's about Strawberry Nesquik, like Strawberry, like Quick being like it's like the oh. Nesquik. It's it's like spelled without a C kind of thing. And who's the one with the rabbit, right? Or is Nesquik? Um, I think it's Nesquik is the one with the rabbit. Oh, that's the one I was thinking of. That's the one that Are tastes like joking? chemicals. That's wild because what it is, it's like it's the kind of thing. It's like drug dealers were using coloring and flavoring to disguise meth as strawberry quick to make it more appealing to children. Almost, almost what I said actually. So round ten. Hoaxes. It's not a clever name. It's just, <laughs> I, I meant to write a clever name. Did not. It's just all about hoaxes. Dead fairy hoax. Hiccup hoaxes. Even Hawking hoax hoaxer. <laughs> it's not the hoax hoaxer. I just stuttered. It's the even. <laughs> so wait, I heard Stephen Hawking hoaxer and I heard pickup hoaxes. I didn't hear the first one. I wish it was Stephen Hawking hoax hoaxer, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, so dead fairy hoax. Hiccup hoaxes and the even hawking hoaxer. Uh, even hawking? (laughs) Not Stephen Hawking? No. All right, even (laughs) hawking hoaxer is definitely, um, that's gotta be the neural net because it was trying to say Stephen Hawking. (laughs) The even hawking hoaxer is just some guy whose real name is even hawking that's written a bunch of books and papers and shit and keeps publishing them and people keep accidentally thinking it's Stephen Hawking. <laughs> um, pick up hoaxes is, is pick the kind up of hoaxes. stuff that, It's pick up? hiccup hoaxes, like with an H, hiccup. Hiccup, oh. So hiccup <laughs> hoaxes is actually pick up hoaxes and that's how you uh, get either a date with me or you. You have to hit us with some pick up hoaxes. <laughs> Yeah. And then I'm going to completely ignore that hiccup hoaxes. That's real fine. And the first one was what? Dead fairy hoax. Dead fairy hoax is botnik. That's uh, you show someone like just like a, a lightning bug or like a burnt out match or just something bright inside of a jar. And you say, oh, look at this dead fairy. And then when they put their eye to the jar, the, the hoaxer just kind of like shh like hits the back of the jar to like send some shit flying into your eye well you've done it one more time ah fuck it's my specialty it's your specialty it's no longer my specialty you've done the real nick switch dead fairy hoax was real and i've actually just seen the picture of the thing it refers to and i'm horrified um it was an april fool's day prank in 2007 dan baines a sculptor illusion designer managed to sell his creation the fake corpse of a fairy on an on an internet auction for nearly 300 pounds uh i think i remember that yeah it's horrifying if you want to look up the image i hate it real gross 
Uh, so yeah, that that's that. That's the real one. Um, round eleven. <laughs> no one told you it was gonna be this fake. Uh, this is a <laughs> round about uh, friends. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. So that is <laughs> gay Joey hoax. <laughs> You're talking about like in the show. I thought for a second oh. you were talking about Schmoey who schmathlick and Schmay. Oh man. <laughs> a personal joke. Um all right. <laughs> He's like the one person that listens to this, isn't he? Uh he likes every post, so it's about okay. good, as good as it's gonna get. Cut um, that one. Cut that joke. <laughs> um friend of a friend. All right. Red friend. Red friend? Red friend. <laughs> friend of the babysitter uh right all right red friend is what uh what chief calls those like poison dart frogs (laughs) it's a big conspiracy Uh, i'll say that that's net um what was the first one friend of a friend Friend of a friend and okay friend of a friend is real that's uh that's just a wikipedia page about like how uh how urban legends spread that everything is like a friend of a friend blah 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 um that you accidentally included in this list and friend of a babysitter uh so babysitters babysitting these kids they call the the parents and they say uh oh my god like my friend keeps like banging on your walls and like trying to freak me out and the parents say you don't have any friends take the kids and get out of here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're a fucking loser get out of the house exactly <laughs> so which was what uh friend of a friend is real friend of red friend <laughs> red friend is net uh yeah is net and friend of a babysitter is nick you're back on your game and you were actually nailed it on the head with the friend of a friend thing it yep. that's actually what the article was about I knew you wouldn't make a botanic thing called friend of a friend because that's just like not not a hoax. <laughs> All right. Round 12, Manic Monday, around about days of the week. Nice. Black Sunday, urban legend in parentheses. Friday killer, HMS Friday. Ooh, HMS Friday is real. That's a legend of a, a ship that, you know, it was... It was like the Titanic, basically. It was one of them big, fancy cruise, like transatlantic cruise liner kind of things. Um, and allegedly, it was commandeered by two guests on board. We'll call them Jack and Kate, that uh, killed everyone else on board and took oh, all God. the silverware and shit, and, like <laughs> drove it okay. to Aruba and sold all the silverware. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, what was the second one? Freaky Friday. Friday Killer. Friday Killer, and the first one. Black Sunday. Urban Legend. All right. Friday Killer is real. That is. Did I just say the HMS Friday was real? Yep. All right. Friday Killer then is Neural Net. Uh, Friday Killer was a okay it was a a spate of murders of like young professionals in the uh on the west coast of america all up and down the west coast and the only thing that kind of linked 
the people that died is they like they showed up to work on friday the last place any of them saw anyone saw them was like at their office or whatever and then they didn't show up to work on monday Mm. and they were just gone and like the last uh like paper the last like recorded contact with any of them is that they all had emails sent to a colleague saying like oh well thank god it's friday or like living (laughs) for fridays and like you know classic like kind of trying to lighten the office mood of just saying like it's friday which is good Uh uh-huh and yeah they all disappeared and okay they probably were just random disappearances but there's the rumor of the friday killer that killed them all for liking friday very good and then uh Black Sunday is a botanic. Uh, Black Sunday was the day. It was just a a solar eclipse like way back in like the 1200s. And like people didn't even know what like space was and like the moon and shit. Like they were just stupid as hell. So there was just some random Sunday that like the sun went out. So people thought the world was ending. Oh my God. Okay. Well, you've you've done the net Nick switch this time. Ooh, that's yeah. A new one. So the HMS Friday is real, um, but it, it's like a a fictional ship. It's like a it's an urban myth concerning a disastrous attempt by the Royal Navy to dispel the superstition against sailing on a Friday. While widely circulated, the flag blah blah. There was yep, no ship called that. Yep, uh, that's that's that. All right, and the last one. Going from round 12 to round 14, skipping number 13, just to be safe in this. Uh, nice. That's appropriate. On brand. This round is called All Aboard. All About Trains. The Chimera Hold Train, Baby Train, or Level 12 Trains. All right. I'm going to finish this off with uh, my the oldest joke in my book. Okay. So, Baby Train is uh that's neural net baby train is another piece of fictitious media <laughs> okay allegedly uh years before ozzy osbourne ever wrote crazy train <laughs> there was a children's song in the 50s and it was it was you know just a goofy little like uh song that like you know tiny tim or whatever would play on the ukulele and it was like you know i'm I'm going up to sail with my baby train. Uh huh. Yeah. So that that's that, and uh, there's all kinds of like Aussie truthers that say like he didn't even write Crazy Train, and like he ripped that off of this children's song. But there's like almost no evidence at all that this song ever existed. Uh huh. All right. Uh, the first one. Fuck, I don't remember any of them. I was just so excited about my baby train joke. Chimera hold train chimera hold train so that one is real that was um a train that was like there was no like record of it ever like leaving a station or like uh like taking in passengers or anything but it was kind of just found like out kind of in the middle of nowhere off the rails like uh driver completely nowhere to be found like no crew or anything but when they opened up like the cargo holds of this train, there were all kinds of like creepy like chimera, like Ooh. you know, combination creature kind of things of like Ooh. you know that famous like that weird pig thing that washed up in like New York or whatever. Yeah. There was like a bunch yeah. of them in Ew. like all the holds. Really bad. And like uh 
yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> Human femorax, those kind of things. Really gross. <laughs> Human femoractos. Yeah. And then level 12 trains. Level 12 trains. Uh, that's Botnik. Level 12 trains is a... Uh, it's allegedly the highest level class that they teach at ETH Zurich, the famous engineering school that like no graduate of that school has ever taken level 12 trains. <laughs> but there there's this rumor that like the hardest class at the school that if you're like a gene, like if Stephen Hawking, like at this point in his life, I mean, he, he died recently, didn't he? Or yeah. is he still alive? No, he died recently. Right. Yeah. No, there's there's a rumor that like even if Stephen Hawking circa 2016 like came to Zurich and started like his like 12th PhD, like maybe by his final year, they would let him take level 12 trains. But like, that's about it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, you're finishing it off as you as I lived. lived. Yep. (laughs) You did the real Nick switch. Baby train is real. And (laughs) I've just read it. And it's awful. It's very strange. It's not that it's not like super creepy. It's just weird. Uh, according to legend, a certain small town had un- an unusually high birth rate. This was allegedly caused by a freight train passing through the town and blowing its whistle, waking up all the residents. Since it was too late to go back to sleep and too early to get up, couples would find a way to amuse themselves in bed, resulting in a mini baby boom. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you didn't do too bad, but you did a lot of real Nick switches on that one. Um, on uh, in the this episode's got to be called the real Nick switch. Huh? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I'm. I kind of thought that I, I uh, was I, that I was not gonna fool you one bit. In, in, I in the started early days out there. so well. Yeah, yeah, you got a quite. I a even few... started talking shit about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did quite a few uh, perfect rounds, but, but yeah, so. Um, uh that game was of course written using um firstly the category of urban legends on wikipedia um those are all the where i got all the real ones from i made the um the rnn results with um textgen rnn by mini max ir on github max wolf and we i i keep wanting to say Uh, we but (laughs) max wolf of github (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I used the Botnik predictive text writer to write the Botnik results. And that is, that was my game. That was another edition of RNN. Hopefully every episode won't just now be a game of RNN. We're going to have to shake it up the next coming weeks. But we are, uh, you can email us if you'd like to chat with us. You can talk to us at robots at batcamp.org. You can follow us on Twitter. We're Robot Typewriter. That's our handle, at Robot Typewriter. You can find us on Facebook, Robots on Typewriters. And we live on a website called Batcamp. That's batcamp.org. And um, you can find Batcamp across social media at Facebook. <laughs> at Facebook. That's our handle. We had to, you don't even <laughs> want to know what we had to do to get that one. Um, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, our handle is at Batcamp site. And our theme song is Video Challenge by Anamanaguchi. And I just wanted to say, make Pash Kraken slash Robbie the Robot canon 2K18. <laughs> I really like that one, too. Oh, no. Are they all real? <laughs> They're all real. No. Hold on a second. Let me... Hold on a second. There's a reporter from the Rocky Times here. (laughs) I just saw something outside. I'm not sure if it's Death Ape or Swamp Ape. (laughs)
Okay. All right. All good. Oh, never mind. It's just the friend of Harleyville or whatever. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Now read. Nice. Now I got a recording of you saying yes. <laughs> I don't know. You could convince me some of the restaurants that like shut down in like our South Jersey area that if you went in there, there's still place settings Ugh. on there. I don't want to be convinced of that. I don't like it one bit. You convinced me if you can go in the old shoe store where Stewart's root beer used oh, no. to be. Stop. That like in there, there's still like, no, you no. know, the arcade machines in the back. No, and no, like no. There's still a few of the orange like uh, paper table setting kind uh, of thing. Blah, blah, Don't like. Oh, good God. All right. We're going on. Sometimes a guy will like reach into the back to grab a shoe and he'll bring one of them like He'll accidentally grab one of them metal containers where you put a milkshake in. Reach into the back to grab a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just grab you a shoe. No look. Reach his arm behind a counter. <laughs> <laughs>